Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2791. All right, we are at the last of our episodes that are debrief episodes for the Book of Boba Fett season one. And we are going to talk finally about the present day storyline and just wrap up our whole conversation there. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, the Book of Boba Fett current timeline, right? The timeline that takes place in the time of the Mandalorian. That's the only part that we haven't really discussed in detail yet. And that's how we're going to wrap up our series of debriefs on the Book of Boba Fett season one. Now, if you'll recall just about 15 episodes ago, this would have been episode 2776. It came out on February 8th. I did a rundown of what was till that point about 80 minutes of storytelling time that takes place in season one of the Book of Boba Fett that actually happens in that Mandalorian time period. And with the events of chapter seven of the Book of Boba Fett season one, we basically get a feature length movie out of that particular time frame. I think that other episode, 2776, pretty well stands up for the rundown of the first 80 minutes of that storytelling. And <laughs> suffice to say, the rest of it is essentially what John Favreau and Dave Filoni talked about when they were joyfully creating the first season of The Mandalorian, the idea of just dumping out the toy box and playing. And that's essentially what happened with the finale for The Book of Boba Fett. They basically just dumped the toy box out and set everybody pew-pewing against each other and created a lot of wild and crazy action scenes, got the callback or carry through with the Rancor situation happening, the showdown with Cad Bane that was, you know, a version of what we saw in the Clone Wars Legacy where they actually had a face-to-face -face duel in there as well. And ultimately, Boba Fett learns that being a daimyo is not all that's cracked up to be. And the territory, by comparison, that Boba Fett was in charge of was much smaller, but now it's gotten a bit bigger as a result of the events of the Book of Boba Fett because the Clatoonians and the Trandoshans and the Aqualish are not laying claim to anything anymore. But as Boba and Fennec walk the streets, he says, you know, we're not suited for this. And so, yeah, for all that time he spent talking in the desert with Fennec about oh you know we should be the ones running things and he got a chance to run things and yeah it, it may not have been what he thought it was going to be but as far as Boba Fett himself goes well yeah there's not much left for him to do basically right like he managed to get control of Mos Espa he eliminated all of his competition he withstood an attack by the pikes yeah he's pretty much you know set now and it's just a matter of whether he is going to you know, continue to be the daimyo and whether anyone will continue to let him be the daimyo or whether he's just going to chafe at this role and decide you know what I think I'd like to get back to some hunting 
And so we're leaving him in as about a settled place as we possibly can. And he doesn't necessarily owe anyone anything at this point either. So it's going to take some major inciting incident like we've talked about in previous episodes to get him to move on and to create the possibility of a season two. Seems more like <laughs> there might be favors traded back and forth between him and various people, including the Mandalorian, to get him to appear in more Star Wars storytelling. And I suppose for all intents and purposes, he does have closure with the dramatic and traumatic events that happened to him during his time on Tatooine after he escaped from the Sarlacc pit. He killed the Kenton biker gang and Fennec Shand, killed all of the Pike leadership, and Boba Fett got to kill a whole bunch of Pikes on his own. So it feels like he has settled all his scores, at least as far as he is going to care to. And one of his other compatriots at the end of the show. So Fennec Shand has been tagging along for the ride and seems to be enjoying herself just fine. At some point, she had said that she, you know, owed Fett a life debt for all intents and purposes, but there's no indication that that's really necessarily the case. And in fact, Fennec said that you know, she wanted to go free after she helped Boba Fett get his ship back, and that was fine with Boba, but then Fennec has been hanging out. And so, yeah, I mean, Fennec is probably going to end up going out on her own at some point, you would think, especially if they go, oh yeah, this is a character that people like, we've got to deploy her out into other Star Wars storytelling, so I don't imagine that she's going to necessarily be taking a permanent place in Boba Fett's <laughs> group of rulers on Mos Espa, right? And if that's an if for Fennec Shand, it's a definite when for Chrysanthemum because he is just muscle for hire and that's all he was there to do. He was hired on to help defend against the Pikes and paid well for it presumably, but now he's gonna be off to do whatever else he wants to do. I suppose there's a world where he could be a bounty hunter working very exclusively for Boba Fett, but Boba Fett seemed to want to create a situation where that wasn't even happening because when he talked with Fennec Shand in the desert about how they were always being deployed as bounty hunters to solve problems that never should have been problems to begin with and that if they were able to be empowered they would be able to create situations where they wouldn't have to worry about bounty hunters because they would just handle their own stuff. So it doesn't sound like he's looking for Crusader to be on the, on the payroll as a bounty hunter but more of just general muscle than anything, and I don't think that's where Chrysanthemum wants to be spending his time in his life. It was fine for the moment, but yeah, now he's ready to move on to other things. And then we have the mods, who basically, at the end of this, yeah, they did their job in helping to protect Boba Fett, protect the city of Mos Espa, fighting off, I think they were fighting against the Aqualish, if I remember correctly. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's right. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, now they still have a job with Boba and it seems like Boba is perfectly happy to keep them around as another set of muscle and heck, he might even recruit more mods to join his cause. And I also think that that's kind of a window into the growth that Boba had in season one, which is that 
he has been a lone wolf for so long. Now he is in the position of supporting a community and having to perform economic development, which is a whole nother situation entirely. And you know whether it really does suit him or doesn't suit him, something different has happened with him because he definitely took action to take care of a city and take care of people who were ostensibly under his care and under his supervision. As a character, he had been very much of the Han Solo mold in the sense that he wouldn't stick his neck out for anyone, right? It was only for himself, and especially after Jobs went bad with the Crates Claw syndicate that he developed. I mean, he has a natural tendency to want to develop community, but had been burned too many times as a bounty hunter, but now it seems like he has found that kind of community again. And you know, who knows how long Fennec will be a part of it. Chrysanthemum definitely won't be a part of it for very much longer. The mods seem like they're happy to be a part of it. And the people of Moss Espa certainly seem to be happy with him too. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting growth journey for Boba Fett to be sure. And maybe I would have liked a little closure on the whole Pike thing. Maybe I would have rather Boba Fett be the one to deal with that Pike leader who lied to his face about the Kinton Striders and whatnot. But, you know, that's okay. Can't necessarily have everything you want. I do think it's a miss, but, you know, that's all right. It was seven you know, hours, not exactly hours, but you know what I mean. It was seven good episodes of Star Wars storytelling. Some of it, you know, confusingly meandering. Some of it absolutely brilliant some of it breathtaking it was you know probably the most uneven of the three seasons of star wars live action storytelling so far but still it's live action star wars and it was a joy to have more of it so there you go that is where we are going to end our series of debriefs on the book of boba fett season one we'll probably still talk about things from it here and there but you know this is the end of the dedicated run on it, and this is the end of today's podcast episode as well it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be Seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, but their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.